in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bullyproofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent, and we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So, folks, when you come in for a visit, we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. And there's going to be no meter running. We'll meet on a complimentary basis uh, as many times as necessary to fully analyze your situation and come up with a personalized retirement compass report, i.e. an income plan. And, James, as you know, or maybe you don't know, we have multiple locations to come closer to our clients. Milford's a home office. We'll see you there. Also, we have remote offices in Westchester, Blue Ash, and across the river in Florence, Kentucky. And you're going to meet one or all three of the guys you make a connection with over the weeks, months, and years. That's Greg, Barry, or James, or maybe all three of us, at least one of us. We're not going to push you off onto a junior Advisor, we can help you with that 401k rollover. If you're not on with the company, chances are, folks, that your money shouldn't be either. We can help you roll it out. It's tax neutral into a traditional IRA so you can take control of it, invest it how you want to invest it. Give us a call at 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us over an email. We're going to answer every single one. Team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Call the studio right now. We'll be online for about an hour. 513-749-5500. That's pound 550 on your AT&T wireless. Mr. Borth, what's going on? Well, today's topic is about common mistakes that could impact your retirement and how to maybe avoid these common mistakes that really should help you achieve your financial goals. In retirement, during retirement, planning for retirement, and some of the components that we're talking about, developing a strategy for your investments, perhaps paying down the debt that you might have, or at least budgeting for the debt that you might have, and developing a paycheck if you don't already have one, like a self-funded pension for maybe the rest of your forever. Maybe it's your individual. Maybe it's your collective forever. Cash flow is king, James. So, yes, it could be easy to make mistakes that could have a long-lasting, if not a permanent, impact on your financial future. And that's really what today's show is about, is covering these different common mistakes that people make, specifically with their money and in making decisions that affect their financial lives. And we know that you don't want to make the same common mistakes that other people have made. That's part of human nature, Barry. Want to learn from others' mistakes so that you don't repeat the same outcome. And we've seen a few of those being in this business and seeing a lot of seniors before retirement, during retirement, and, well, even after retirement, meaning moving on in life. But, you know, retirement can be, uh, I think, for most anybody, a huge uh, transition. And it's not all about finances, but you go from working, you go from the accumulation stage, earning a paycheck, saving for your future while the future is now. Um, so you retire, there's no paycheck. And a likely reversal in the sense that you aren't saving anymore. Most people don't, but there are those who keep saving, leaving a legacy perhaps. So rather you are spending your money now, you're taking it, you are in the taking stage. Uh, The first common mistake you might 
not realize is that along with these changes, you may need to change how you approach your financial decisions. It's different. Uh, we want to examine your financial situation to help ensure you are positioned properly so that you aren't making some of the common mistakes that, you know, we talk, we're going to talk about today. James? Well, our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Just come in, sit down. It's a complimentary planning session. Doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of your time. Learn more about planning for your goals and your objectives in retirement. And you leave with a bunch of reports as needed, so security maximization, the income cash flow report, analysis of your, uh, it's called a PAR, portfolio analysis review, a color of money report, all kinds of reports not costing you a penny. Well, let's start with when we say retirement planning, we, we split those into five general categories. So income planning, and these come first, second, third, depending upon who we're talking with as far as the different uh, needs and so forth and so on. So the first one is about income planning. It's about cash flow. Do you have sufficient cash flow right now? Will you have sufficient cash flow in retirement? Investment planning, not only how to invest in the market, but maybe also how to build some different colors of money in your portfolio, red money, yellow money, green money. Barry, what's red money? What's yellow money? What's green? Well, uh, green money is safe money. I know so money. Uh, CD in the bank, uh, fixed index annuities, insurance products, things like that. That uh, And there's some very good green money solutions for a balanced attack. And, of course, yellow money is a form of red money. Red money is at risk. You're in the market. That portion of your money, whether it's stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, that is risk. Well, yellow is kind of in between, meaning it is at risk. However, it's managed risk. Properly it's, managed risk. Yeah. It's professionally managed risk actively manage to tilt uh, globally around the planet as needed to fit a certain situation going on in today's investment world. So, yes, we do have some excellent market-based strategies. We also have some outstanding insurance-based planning strategies as well. And maybe what is right for you, maybe what's suitable for you, is a combination or some type of a balanced approach that has some of both. So properly managed, market-based, and also Maybe annuities, maybe life insurance, maybe a combination of both as far as having guaranteed sources of income. And, you know, guarantees are based upon the claims paying ability of the insurance company. But, yes, we are talking about billion-dollar A-rated insurance companies. James, which half of your money are you willing to lose? Good point. <laughs> then there's also, along with the income planning, the tax planning, a tax mm. efficiency. So as you start drawing monies out of your retirement accounts, how does that impact your taxes? And which buck buckets do you choose? How does that impact not only directly the money you're drawing out, but also indirectly when you have other sources of income, when you have Social Security? If you have non-IRA accounts, non-qualified brokerage accounts, how do the dividends, the capital gains, how does that impact your tax situation? Then there's also health care planning. Yes, when you usually reach the age 65 mark, that's when Medicare kicks in. But what type of Medicare plan is right for you or maybe individually or collectively you? Also, do you have proper protection in place? And I'll say it that way for a long-term care event. That doesn't mean go out and buy long-term care insurance. That means having a plan in place to protect yourselves, your estate, from what could happen with the long-term care stay. And then the final part is the estate planning. Are your assets 
Are your beneficiaries properly designated? Will, trust, things like that. Now, to, to be clear, James, a side note is we help our clients. We're holistic in nature. We can help you with Medicare uh, three months before, month of, and three months after. And don't miss it. You're going to be penalized. That's We're, just for the initial open yes. enrollment period. Then there's also the annual period between October the 15th through December the 7th when for Medicare Advantage plans, it's open season or open enrollment type season, in other words, where you can go and change whatever plan that you're on the previous year to something for the next year. What is the best plan for you if you're on Medicare Advantage? If you go to the alternate universe of Medicare plans, Medicare supplements, for many people, Medicare supplements is a better model of insurance. But again, everyone can be potentially different. That's right. And we have a department, Jane heads it up, that helps our clients with that, along with taxes, and along with uh, we have an associate estate planning attorney that can help our clients as well. But, yes, there's many potential questions, concerns, outcomes that might be had in these different categories. For example, for the income and Social Security planning, if you do have an income gap, how do you supplement Social Security And from what sources will you get the additional income? What is going to happen to your spouse should you predecease them? You know, what happens if you, I mean, everyone dies early, right? As as far as what the IRS is concerned, maybe it's on time, maybe it is late. But what happens as far as the planning when it comes to one of you passing away, perhaps prematurely? The income gap. Yes. Will they be okay? Will they be okay financially? What's going to happen to your financial plan, your income plan, your retirement plan, If you're the one, and this is where we encourage both spouses to be involved in the planning process, because what happens when the one who's doing all the all the decider, you know, all the decision making, that's the one that leaves. That's the one that no longer is there to make these decisions. It also happens where maybe they're still alive, but they just become incapacitated where they cannot communicate or properly plan because maybe dementia has set in or some type of other cognitive decline has set in. It happens. These, these are things that are very common the later years in our lives. So if, also, if you do have a pension, is there a survivor's benefit? Is it a reduced amount? Is it a full 100% amount? Does it go away? <laughs> yes. Does it go completely away in a certain number of years? So if and when you lose one of your benefits from either Social Security, a pension, or for both, how will this affect your financial plan? How will this affect your income plan? And, of course, how does that affect your overall retirement? Those are just some of the questions to address. Again, our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But after the break, we'll get back on our topic about the three different common mistakes that people make in retirement. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. 
Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent, meaning we're not captive to a mothership with a set of products that we're going to try to push on you. We're completely independent, and we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients and not companies. Now, you're going to meet the guys you make a connection with over the weeks, months, and years. Uh, we have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and in northern Kentucky, Florence, Kentucky. We can help you roll over that 401K. If you're not on with the company, we can help you roll that out in the traditional IRA. And if you are with a company, we can still help you out. If you're 59 and a half or older and the company plan allows you to, you can take a portion of it and take control of it before you retire and keep the plan going like nothing ever happened. Give us a call at 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Okay, we're getting into our topic today about the misconceptions or common mistakes. I'll say common mistakes that people make in retirement. So one of the... One of the things we think about is you shouldn't underestimate how important every facet of retirement is and the importance of avoiding common mistakes in order to help achieve long-term goals. Actually, the main one is not running out of money before you run out of life. And some people, if you like a legacy, then you don't want to run out of money before you run out of life. So you want to leave a, a legacy for your loved ones. But the first mistake could be underestimating your needs. Very simple. It sounds simple, but it can be complex. You, know, you might think that the mistakes you are intending on taking or talking about have to do mostly with investments, losing money, volatile periods, the market, and all that stuff. Yes, that is part of it, folks. But we see more mistakes made by people who simply don't prepare uh, the right way or don't prepare enough or, James, do not prepare at all. The The first thing we want to discuss is just how important it is to understand your needs and what your retirement savings will actually have to support you in retirement so you can feel confident. No butterflies. I always, when we meet with clients and prospects, when it's about having butterflies. We don't want stress in your life, or at least remove as much as we possibly can. And, uh, and we don't mean just protecting your portion of savings from potential losses due to a market cycle. Rather, we're dealing with concerns. We see retirees that commonly have, like, the concern of running out of money before they die, as I said, or the concern that they will go back to work. And some have. They have to go back to work because they didn't plan properly. Uh, A common mistake is, you know, how people tend to underestimate what they'll need in retirement or what they'll need to do in retirement. We're talking about specifically about budgeting and planning to make sure you have enough income every month to cover your bills and enjoy, uh, hopefully, a, a decent quality of life, James. You know, and we understand that sometimes money is tight. And one of the statistics out there is that in the age 55-plus demographic, that about 32% of those have less than $10,000 saved for retirement. So when you look at what it's going to take to actually fund your retirement and, and whether it's the individual you or the collective you, when you when you stop working or when you're no longer able to work and the money it's going to take to actually survive or live off of. And, yes, we understand sometimes that if you have a dollar and you have either a dollar to spend, to save, to invest, or to maybe pay down debt, 
that you can't spend that same dollar in multiple places. So there is, there is a budgeting, there's a cash flow component of this. So we understand that. We're talking about, though, lifestyle choices that people make where they choose not to seemingly prepare for retirement or what's going to come next. So let's start with this. And this is kind of the, the you know, on average, when you say, how much money do you spend on a monthly basis on everything? Do you know or do you have an idea of what that number is? And when we say on average, you know, if you average this out over 12 months and say, well, this is what we spend on a monthly basis, but then there's roller coasters in between with the big ticket items. So, for example, what's your Christmas budget? How much do you spend around Christmas or the holidays? What about vacations? When you do those vacation plans, how does that affect your spending? How about major purchases such as a new car or maybe a remodel of the house? What about college for the kids or college for the grandkids? If you're going to chip in and start having to pay or wanting to pay for their education, yes, that's a great idealistic thing to do, but can you afford to do that? How does that impact your retirement when you start spending for these things? What about weddings? How is that going to impact? Barry, you should know this. You've spent on a couple yeah. of different kids for their weddings. I, I have two daughters, and one had to be married down in Gatlinburg. And then we know this happens a lot is the boomerangs, the adult children that come back and live with you for an extended period of time. So these things do put a big damper on people's budgets. And, yes, when we say some people have an idea, these are things that can break your budget. And, yes, others will start to count up their normal bills on the spot and say, well, this is kind of like when, when you ask them, put them on the spot, and they say, well, this is what we're spending. Maybe they're just going off the top of their head saying, here's what we think and here's what we know. But when they sit down and go through it in detail, maybe they're just a bit off. And you may think that this isn't a big deal, but it can directly impact the potential for your income to last as long as you do. So once again, going back to what Barry was saying about running out of money, running out of income before you run out of life. And we stress this time and time again. It's important to determine how much money you might spend and perhaps estimate a little bit on the high side for the different months. So you don't want to be someone who realizes that if they stay retired and they keep living the way that they are, that they could run out of money. That's part of the planning process. Yeah, and um, second mistake or another mistake is panic selling. And we saw this last year in December and in October, but especially December when we had that corrective type uh, December, which is rare in, in and of itself. But there's a unique mindset change that occurs for people when they leave the workforce and they enter the wonderful world of retirement. Most people won't realize it until something negative happens in the market, like December. Now, just a side note, they came right back in January. In fact, I think we've had now, what, six weeks straight of up weeks in the market. And But we've had some clients who said that they just can't take the roller coaster anymore. It's like, Jane, get me off this crazy thing. Then, then the risk tolerance is, is misdiagnosed or... Uh, they told us things that, that weren't true to measure the risk tolerance. Yes, I can handle a 10% loss until, until it, it happens. happens. Until it happens. So, uh, And it was only one month. Well, 18 as a whole was a roller coaster. But um, overall, you, you stick to your plan, and it usually works out for you. So considering the whole slew of retired people in the last 10 years, 
in what has been one of the best bull run in history. Uh, I think it did, I did think it did make history. Uh, the fourth quarter of 18 was a wake-up call. It jolted a lot of people, uh, and, and, and consequently, they panicked. They sold. It, you can't panic when you're in the market, that portion of your money. If you are uh, and you have no money on green, that's where the color of money report comes in. You need to truly analyze how much money you truly want to have at risk, and how much do you want to have total safety? You won't get the re- big returns, but you can get very reasonable rate of returns. Uh, when, you, uh, when you are working, you have what amounts to years before you would retire. Risk is easier to handle. Just put it and don't look. Uh, you can try to ignore it. Uh, you might understand and know that markets are plummeting and you're losing money, but mostly uh, you'll probably be okay with that if you have 10, 15, 20 years to go. James? Yeah, here's the general mindset is you know you can't spend the money. This is when you're still working, by the way. You know you can't spend the money yet anyway, and you have time for the market to rebound and for your accounts to make the money back, and partly because you still are earning money and you're still contributing. You're still adding monies to your account. Then you fast forward to retirement, and the opposite tends to happen. So, yes, during the fourth quarter of 2018, especially December of 2018, the stock market did experience a great deal of negative volatility, and that's the type of volatility that people really, really can't handle is the negative volatility. So, yes, right. the positive volatility, that's fantastic. Sign me up for that. Here's the thing. Fear is a lot stronger emotion than happiness. When the market's up, yeah, they're happy, but when it goes down, it's, they're miserable. But, yes, I mean, if you think back, it's now been over a decade since we had the, the 2008 crash. And so during retirement, you see that downward spiral where you're taking distributions, you're taking monies from your account, and also the market with the losses is taking money from your account. And probably the majority of those who panicked were those who are either in retirement or nearing retirement. They really don't have the contributions being added to their portfolios, and they're spending and living off the retirement savings. So, yes, the double whammy of you taking money from your account and the market taking money from the account caused many people to want to sell and go away. So, in other words, selling at the exact opposite time of when they should have been selling. You always want to buy high and sell low, right? No, you want to do the opposite. You want to buy low and sell high. But, but it's amazing how many people emotion, do. Our human emotions make us do the opposite of what we should be doing. Can't help ourselves. Yes, there's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent, and we have fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we have to, and we will, and we enjoy working for you as clients and not companies. So come on and visit. When you, uh, no meter running. We'll meet as many times as necessary to completely analyze your situation and create a a retirement compass report to get you on the right track. And for your convenience, we have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, Kentucky. And if you know all with a company, chances are your money 
could and should be rolled out into an either a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, depending on how your 401k is set up, either one, uh, if you're no longer with the company or even if you are and you're 59 and a half and your company allows you to do that, we can help you do that. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. When you come in to visit, you're going to meet one or all three of the guys you make a connection with. Not some stranger you never heard speak every Sunday for a long, sometimes it takes weeks, months, and even years. Um, visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Scroll about halfway down or so. You're going to see six retirement readiness modules. So you can test um, your readiness for retirement if you're getting close. Send us over an email. We will answer every single one at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. You can call the studio right now, 513-749-5500. That's pound five fifty on your AT&T wireless. James, where were we? Well, we were talking about the different common mistakes, and we're up to number three about knowing or sometimes not knowing what happens when you take money out of an account. So there's there's more to it than that, just simply how about when emotions take over. So before we get to you know taking money from your account, what happens when we let our emotions, our fear, and yeah. our greed take over? Yeah, and we, we talked about this, and it, it is worth – sort of repeating is emotion and fear take over. We saw it in December, um, regardless of the fundamentals and economic data pointing one way or the other, regardless of what analysts say. And I know people watch Kramer or MSNBC or Fox business or whatever they watch. And the so-called experts or the people, the smart money people, the investor noise. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it is. Investor noise make uh they make irrational decisions i get calls on a regular basis hey this guy said this we need to get out i said you can find just as many positive pundits out there as negative so we can't rely on those now when you panic and sell you immediately eliminate the potential to make back what you lost like james said you are selling low and buying high because the people that got out in December, guess what, were called in mid-January when it came back and wanted to get back in. So they lost that first couple of weeks. Barry, here's a perfect example of the investor noise that we see on TV is a lot of times when you watch these financial shows, like on Fox or whatever else, but Fox is a great example, by the way, is they'll usually have two different guests on at the same time. One who'll be very bullish right. and the other one who'll be very bearish about the situation. So they'll give you point, counterpoint, spy versus spy, and you decide. It's like both of these people are talking on the opposite sides of the spectrum, and now you get to decide which one is right or which one is wrong. That, that's right. You decide based on who you like better or are you a negative Nancy or are you a positive thinker. So over time, the market has worked on that part of your money. You want to take a risk. So you also force yourself into making another tough decision, market timing, which historically doesn't work unless you're just lucky. Uh, market timing, when to get in, when's the best time to get in, when's the best time to get out? No one really knows. If they think they know, uh, they don't. Now, maybe you get lucky and, and hit it sometimes, but over time, market timing doesn't work. Uh, the solution, well, twofold. One, you need a guide, a financial advisor who can help you navigate the ups and downs of the market and help you stick to your financial plan. Usually that's when we are our money in December. Uh, it's our job to tell our clients. Sometimes they just need to be hear our voice to say, don't 
do anything. Don't panic. It's going to come back. And, in fact, January came back and actually wiped out the losses. If you stay put in our professionally managed portfolio, it came back and was higher, actually. Now, number two, you might consider a more conservative. Like I said earlier, your risk tolerance doesn't fit you. However, when you change your risk tolerance to a more conservative, you don't get the higher gains when the market does come back. You want to go. You want to switch. You can't be switching back and forth, James. That ruins the plan. Right. Here's the market math. We'll give you an example of market math, and this is where it does, in the long term, pay to be disciplined, prudent. So, yeah, prudence a great, great description of this. So, let's just say, for example, you're in a sixty forty portfolio, sixty percent equities, forty percent fixed, which is also to say bonds. All right. Now, comparatively speaking to someone who's 100% in equities and 0% in bonds. Now, let's go through the entire roller coaster of what the market does, what it gives, what it takes back. And, yes, we understand that there's active managed portfolios that will sometimes outperform the market. But let's just call it, you know, using something objective as, as being the market comparison here. So the 60-40 investor who experiences 60% of the market upside and – only six, 60% of the market downside versus the investor who who participates and experiences 100% of the market upside and 100% of the market downside as well. Well, guess what? Over a 10-year period after a full market cycle, guess which one of those two that comes out slightly ahead? It's actually the 60-40 investor. So when we look at from, and we're talking about where you go through a full bull cycle and bear cycle at the same time. Now, if you're just talking about a bull cycle only, then, yes, the 100% aggressive investor comes out ahead. If you're but, talking about someone who goes through the entire bull and bear and experiences both, then it's actually the 60-40 investor who comes out slightly well, ahead. Generally speaking, and we say this all the time, risk equals reward. So if you're going to take the extra risk, over time you should get the extra reward. All I'm saying is that the market losses hurt more than the market gains. If Absolutely. you experience a 30% gain and then you experience a 30% loss, you actually will be lower than when you started. Now, mistake number three is not knowing what happens when you start taking monies out of your account. What? When, your account when you start down. taking distributions. <laughs> and, yes, this one does – I would say it takes a little bit of like, oh, yeah, that's right. What happens when you have maybe – what you see is not always what you get. So in other words, what we say is consider the gross versus the net. When it comes to withdrawals from your account, yes, you have to worry and, and concern yourselves with how do you pay Uncle Sam? How do you pay the states of Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, whatever the case may be, wherever you may live? So, yes, when we say making sure that you plan on spending your retirement money, that you understand the tax impact of withdrawing money from these qualified accounts. It does not matter if it's a IRA, a traditional IRA, it doesn't matter if it's a SEP IRA, a simple IRA, or even a workplace plan such as a 401k, traditional 401k, traditional 403b, all these are qualified plans that have not yet been taxed. So when you, when you do start taking monies out of your account, you will have to pay taxes. And that's what we say, consider the gross versus the net. What is your tax bracket? What is your tax bracket just on those distributions alone? What about the impact of the other income that you have as part of your lifestyle? So whether it be from investments, dividends, capital gains, Social Security, we'll get to that in just a few moments. But 
let's just use an example of math here. So you're drawing 5000 a month out of your account. And in this case, maybe you don't get $5,000 a month net because you have to worry about taxes. If you're looking at your overall tax bracket being a combined 20% between your federal and your state and perhaps local as well, then you want to start accounting for that and maybe pay Uncle Sam states of Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana at the time you take your distributions. So if your overall blended rate is 20%, your 5000 becomes 4000 Is that part of your budget? Is that part of your plan? Have you accounted for that? You know, there's there's more to it than just simply that. And we'll get back onto our topic about the different common mistakes that people make or they don't tend to account for in retirement, but specifically about what happens with your taxes. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound of Monday Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we are registered. We are independent. We're an advisory firm. And we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. And when you come in to visit, there's no meter running. It's completely complimentary. As many times, we'll meet as many times as needed or necessary to fully analyze your situation, complete a personalized income plan. We do have multiple locations to make it easier to meet with us. Milford's on the east side. That's our headquarters. Love to see you there. But we also have remote locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and across the river in Florence, Kentucky. You're going to meet one of all three of the guys that you make a connection with over the weeks, months, and years. What's worse than making a connection or want to meet with one of the guys and you don't get to? Well, you can with us. So give us a call at 513-575- Nine six five four, and as always, we can help you roll out that four hundred one k. If you're no longer with the company, or even if you are and you're over fifty nine and a half, and the plan allows it, uh, whether it's a traditional or it could be a raw four hundred one k, we'll put them in the appropriate bucket, help you roll that out, and take control. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us over an email; we'll answer every single one. Email at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Mister Boyd. Well, when it comes to setting expectations, and we we talked about this just a little bit before the break, about when it comes to your income tax planning, setting the proper expectations. And, yes, tax season is in full force, and many people are experiencing this, that, yes, there's been a tax reduction for many people from last year, last year being tax year of 2017. So for tax year of 2018, people are now realizing that not everyone got a tax reduction. Now, not everyone means that still approximately 79 to 80% of people did receive at least some type of tax reduction. Some received just a small little tiny tax break. Some received major tax reductions. The whole point is, yes, only 80%, and I say only, only 80% saw their tax bill go down at least a little bit from 2018, well, from 2017 compared to 2018. So now when we look at setting your expectations for, you know, what's to come. And we talked about your gross versus the net. So when you start taking monies from retirement accounts, such as your IRAs, your 401ks, no matter how those monies are invested, they get taxed as ordinary income. So this is where you separate from a non-IRA, just a regular brokerage account that does at least 
have the possibility of capital gains taxation. So whether it be from qualified dividends or long-term capital gains, you at least have the chance the government incentivizes people to invest via the tax code to get better taxation or better tax rates on those types of monies. It does mean that you will get gains because, as we saw back in December, a great way to solve your tax problem is to have losses, right? But (laughs) we're assuming that you at least have some gains in your portfolio. And, yes, if you are in a higher tax bracket, higher means that you're not in the 10 or 12% tax bracket, so you're at least in the 22, 24, et cetera, tax bracket, then usually with the capital gains tax rates, you get much better taxation. So if you're in one of the lower two tax brackets, the 10 or the 12, your long-term capital gains, which does include qualified dividend, dividends, gets taxed at, at least on the federal side, 0%. Now, that being said, it starts counting towards your threshold income. That does also include things like your Social Security, so that before you know it, if you have a, a lot of capital gains to account for, maybe you're now in the 22% bracket. So, again, instead of being taxed at the 22% rate, long-term capital gains, including your qualified dividends, now only get taxed at 15%, which is still a significant savings from what the 22% otherwise would have been. So this is all part of the tax planning process. But knowing the source of your income, if you're drawing out, whether it's from an IRA, if you're drawing a pension, if you're drawing from an annuity, all these are taxed as ordinary income. So if your ordinary tax rate which is to say your marginal tax rate is 12%, that's what you're getting taxed at. If it's 22% or 24% or higher, then that's what you're getting taxed at. So you you need to account for what your overall tax bracket is going to be. And when I say overall, that means take all your sources of income combined and your blended rate, your effective tax rate might be something in between. It might not be 10%, it might be 12%, it might be 22%, it might be something more like 17%. But when you say... I'm going to solve for X, X being my effective tax rate, either at the federal or the state level, and then I'm going to budget for that. So when it does come to tax time, we don't get this nasty surprise that says, well, I was expecting a refund, and now I have to owe, or now we have to owe. It's all about budgeting to what you want to have happen. Now, what we normally recommend for people to do is to budget to a break-even point on their taxes. It's not wise to give Uncle Sam your money interest-free for six to eight months. It is your money. You should keep your money. You should either spend your money, save your money, invest your money. It is, again, your money. We also have people, though, that maybe they're not that great at budgeting. Maybe it's the husband who's not so great. Maybe it's the wife who's not so great, whatever the case may be. And they use this as a way of a forced savings plan. So, yes, otherwise, if they did not get that big $5,000 refund at tax time, then they would have spent the $5,000 during the year and not have it at tax time or even the next following year to then pay for their necessary things and expenses. So it is a budgeting process and setting expectations more than anything else so that when you do your taxes, whether you do them yourself or you hire a professional to do your tax preparation work, hopefully you're making history, not just simply recording history, by the way, So that means proper tax planning ahead of time. Usually ahead of time means before the end of the year. But at the same time, what is going to happen? Is it going to meet your expectations? Is it maybe going to exceed your expectations? So, yes, if you're budgeting to owe $1,000 at tax time and you do owe $1,000, then that's not a bad thing. You've actually planned for that and hopefully budgeted for that, and you have the $1,000 to then send to Uncle Sam. 
But if you have done the opposite, if you think you're getting a refund and you now owe money at tax time, that's the unpleasant surprise that, yes, we want to help you avoid. We can help you avoid that, again, by letting us, Brown Financial Advisors, help you with these different things, your investment and tax planning needs. Yeah, it's just, it's just not tax prep. H&R can do tax prep. We actually have a department that James heads up with the Medicare and taxes and different things. We can actually offer tax advice, tax efficiency. So we're holistic in nature, like, like I mentioned before. There's three things I like to say that I think about or you need to think about when you're in retirement and you're worried about your money running out. There's your withdrawal rate. Let's say it's 4%. If you can do three, that's good. Some people need five or six. Withdrawal rate, inflation, your buying power is going down about 2 3% a year, and taxes. So that's three things that really can stretch your money if you do it efficiently. Now, pensions, briefly on pensions, uh, we like to look at maybe the lump sum payout. We calculate what kind of rate of return that the company's giving you, and sometimes it's good, 7 8 I've seen as high as 9%. They're saying, hey, we'll keep your money, but we'll give you 8% a year for the rest of your life, depending on the survivor benefit. I've seen some of them around 4 or 5%. So it might be better if you roll it out and take control of it. Uh, and you don't give up that money. It goes to your legacy. Jim? Barry, what's, what's, we do have time for a bonus one. What's mistake number four? Well, four is listening to a hot tip. Tell well, us about that, Jim. Yeah, the hot tip. This is where, yeah, Steve's brother got a tip from his colleague his coworker at you know his buddy at work that he should buy a particular stock or Jesse's sister yeah. she has you know she's been watching tv she's been watching commercials and she hates annuities <laughs> so Jesse does too Warren's neighbor for another example thinks that the buy and hold strategy is pointless and that an actively traded portfolio is the only way to go so Warren decides to fire his advisor and go you know work with the neighbor or the neighbor's advisor <laughs> and you know, it just goes on and on. So here's what happens. Sometimes they're right. For example, Steve's stock could skyrocket. Jesse's sister could have purchased an annuity. This is what usually happens with annuities, by the way, is they purchase an annuity that may have been unsuitable for her needs or their collective needs, as the case may be. So that's usually what happens no matter if it's a market-based investment or an insurance-based investment, such as an annuity is you buy something that is not suitable for your needs. That is, you know, when you buy a pair of shoes, if it's the wrong fit, then it's the wrong fit. Could be the greatest pair of shoes on earth, but they're not for you. So, yes, how do you compare and how do you base your experience on what others have done, what others have experienced? Maybe you're not comparing apples to apples. Maybe you're comparing apples to oranges. What are your benchmarks? If you're comparing your conservative investment to the S&P 500 performance, then maybe you're not getting an accurate indicator of what your investments could do or what they should do. A conservative investment is not designed to mimic the S&P 500. I mean, we do have people who say, hey, give me treasury rates risk and market-based returns. I just heard that a couple times last week. But it's not rational. It's not something that should be expected to happen. So at the same time that we say use the proper benchmarks to indicate whether your portfolio is doing what it's designed to do or not, if you're in an aggressive portfolio, then yes, the S&P is a proper benchmark. And if you're in something less aggressive, it's more conservative, maybe more moderate, more balanced, then that's not the proper benchmark. So going back to the, the you know, following the, the hot tip, 
That's like the herd mentality. It's either you run with the herd or you run opposite of the herd. But nevertheless, you're making a decision what the herd is doing versus what is good for you. That's right. A quick example, a bank, a solid bank. Somebody starts a rumor, it's running out of money. So the herd, the herd effect, everybody start withdrawing their money. And guess what? They're failing now. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. All right, ladies and gentlemen out there, on behalf of Greg Brown, James Borth, and myself, the Kentuckian, Barry Parnell, thanks for listening today. Have a great week, and remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. Close.